0: taken your first step into a larger world the force will be with you always
1: welcome to first steps a star wars podcast a journey from the phantom menace to the rise of skywalker now here are your hosts calvin and anna
0: hello there So, Attack of the Clones. Uh, We time skip forward 10 years and see the exploits of uh, Padawan and Master Anakin and Obi-Wan in foiling the assassination plot of Senator Amidala and discovering some things that were secrets and then starting the Clone Wars, or as Yoda says, begun the Clone War has. So, I mean, first things first, Anna, what did you think?
2: So um, I would say this is the movie that made me go, oh shit, Star Wars is good, you know? Um, I definitely felt with previously with Phantom Menace, you know, I was like, I could have gone either way. There were moments that were good and there were a lot of moments that were bad. And don't get me wrong. there's still a lot of moments that are bad in this film. There's still quite a few things that I would just dis- say I dislike, but I like that I dislike them if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah, I get that. That's, I mean, that, that's the way that a lot of people
1: feel about Attack of the funds now. So my, my general feelings on it are that I like a lot of like, I like a lot of scenes in this movie, but I can never really bring myself to enjoy it as a whole. But I do like probably the majority of scenes.
0: Watching it for this uh, podcast, I had to I had to watch it in two parts um, because Anakin's speech at the fireplace is just that cringy. Oof.
2: I, I don't know. I don't need weird romance in my. Um space cowboy movie <laughs>
0: fair enough I'll, 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 I'll do my defense of anakin's dialogue um a little bit later on what else did you think about clone wars um, attack of the clones
2: yeah so attack of the clones was um there were definitely a lot of things i found confusing you know similarly with the previous film there are things that i i weren't expanded upon um that i think are you know they didn't need to explain because if you had been watching in release order you would already know and understand some of the world building so again Uh there were a little there was a lot of like world things that were missing from me but overall i think it was a really fun movie to watch i think there are a lot of the, the fight scenes in this were a lot more interesting to watch than in the previous film yeah i don't know it's just so cool I think we get more into the politics with this film, and that is kind of what I'm interested in the most. I'm really interested in seeing, you know, what's going to happen next, and, like, anytime something happens with the Senate, I'm just like, oh, no! (laughs) Jar Jar!
0: I know. Uh, (laughs) For those of you, Anna sent me, like, some live snaps of them watching the, you know, Senate bits, and then, oh, yeah, there's that stupid or not stupid but like that bit where uh, Massa Meta and Palpatine are talking and they're so badly acting at least for mm-hmm. me and then you send me that and then later on, you were like, if Jar Jar says this, I'm going to rescind everything I said about Jar Jar, but now you do.
2: Yeah, I'm a part of the Jar Jar hate club. Um, He's definitely made a big mistake. But Um, in that
1: scene, contains possibly the funniest line of dial, or like, funniest turn of phrase ever written, which is Dello Feligates.
2: Oh, I thought, I I was cracking up. I lose my
1: mind every time, because I forget it's coming. I see
0: that in the subtitles, I know, and then it's just...
2: <laughs> I literally thought I misheard it. I was like, um, what did he oh, just say?
0: I am that a is I am jar unf- jar.
1: I'm unfortunately a sucker for spoonerisms, and maybe my humor is just too easy.
2: Yeah. But honestly, there's always like that little kid in us that's like, haha, that was funny. <laughs> this
0: is such a drag. But, yeah, go on, Anna.
2: Yeah, so, th- so there was a lot to like in this film. You know, character wise, I love Padme. Padme for life. I think i just sort of started hating a lot of characters though if i'm being honest not a big fan of anakin i definitely see where some of that darkness is coming in i the 10-year time skip was weird for me that was that was something that took me a second to adjust to yeah um just because i mean it starts in such a I mean, literally, it starts with an assassination attempt and just kind of goes off from there, which is interesting and fun. But then it took me a second to be like, right, what's happening? (laughs) What's going on?
1: Yeah, because it starts it starts you with like for somebody who's now only seen Phantom Menace, it starts you with familiar stuff. You've got the uh, yellow starfighters and the chrome ship. And it's like, oh, hey, we're back. Mm hmm. And even with the same, you know, they did the same fucking d- body double gambit, too. Yeah. Speaking of that, it, this movie continues the tradition of, like, actresses that would go on to be quite famous being Padme's handmaidens. In, in Phantom Menace, I don't... We didn't really talk about this, but when it's not Natalie Portman, when it's not Padme, mm-hmm. her main decoy is Kira Knightley. Knightley. Yeah. And then Rose Byrne is just in this movie.
2: Yeah. I mean, o- th- I mean, obviously, like, there's a fantastic cast in the films in general but I I, I definitely do think it's interesting that these like these amazing actors played like extremely minor roles
0: (laughs) I know that's how like a lot of people I remember felt about like yeah uh, like Sam Jackson in particular uh, I love him and all his work and especially like in Phantom Menace when he is in a grand total of like three scenes Mm -hmm. but you know his presence is there Mace Windu is there he is the only one with the purple lightsaber
2: yeah, yes, I, I heard something about that, like, that that wasn't a part of the original lore, and that they, like, added the purple lightsaber just because he wanted one. Yeah,
0: Yeah. There's, George was like, what color do you want your lightsaber to be? And Sam was like, Sam Jackson was like, can I do purple? Yeah, there's video of it uh,
1: out there on the internet, because they did a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff for the prequels, mm-hmm. and there is the moment where he asks George he asked George Lucas, he's like, yeah, what, what are what saber color can I have and George goes well we got blue and green for the good guys red for the bad guys and Samuel L. Jackson's like can I have a purple one? And yeah, it it never is shown in, like, the movie because he just sits in the council last time. But mm. there was a bunch of Mace Windu stuff before this movie where he has a blue lightsaber. Oh. Just comics and uh, action figures. Uh, because he's a Jedi, you got to give him a lightsaber. But then his most iconic character trait, the purple lightsaber, doesn't come about until this movie. And it is awesome.
2: It is awesome. It's really cool. Yeah, I, I think that this film had great action sequences. I think that was the thing that really stood out to mm-hmm. me out of everything was the, just the cool fights. I mean, obviously, there's that big fight at the end, but even in the beginning when they're, like, chasing down the assassin and all that stuff with the, um... It was just really fun to watch. And I don't know, I just... I like... Oh, my God, and the, the fight with, um... Yoda and Dooku was probably the funniest thing I've ever seen and I know it's like not funny funny but like it's funny to yeah. me <laughs> so watching little Yoda like jumping around.
1: Apparently like this was 2002's like Avengers Endgame Milnear moment like mm-hmm. that there are like I mean I wasn't there because I was like, we were we were all three but yeah. I didn't see this one in theaters through my mother's womb. Yeah we were yeah. we were too little but so this there's like all these reports of like that that Attack of the Clones was a really fun theater movie and that everyone just lost their absolute shit when Yoda turns his lightsaber on and starts jumping around.
2: It's just so funny. I, I just thought that was probably my favorite fight in the whole movie just because Yoda jumping around like that. I mean, I I, I lost my shit. It was hilarious. And yeah, and, and also there's some really cute moments too. I'm not an Anakin and Padme shipper, Not a fan, but they had really cute moments. That moment where they were, like, in a field, and they're rolling around, and then he, like, pretends to be hurt, and she freaks out, and he's like, ha ha ha, that was cute.
0: And And then then he starts going on and being a little fascist.
2: Yeah, we we do love to see him just slaughter a bunch of people.
0: Well, <laughs> oh no, I was yeah, I was talking about his little dialogue where he's like the dictatorship. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Anakin's problem in this movie, except where he murders a bunch of people, but mainly he gets himself into trouble by opening his mouth. His actions actually aren't like always getting him into
0: uh, that much trouble. It's it's his words. Yeah, he's impulsive. He's impulsive, and he didn't have the training that a normal Jedi would have at that point to control his emotions and control his impulses.
2: Yeah, it's very clear, honestly. It it kind of reminds me um, of, like, Legend of Korra, where Korra is very skilled at wielding the elements and she's a very Mm -hmm. good fighter. And Anakin, just like that, is very, um, you know, he's impulsive, but he's great at all of the, like, cool Jedi things, but he doesn't have that sort of spirituality connection that the other Jedi have that kind of that, that is kind of vital to um being a jedi and i think that's gonna be pretty problematic
1: mm-hmm. yeah, that's a very good take i like i've never heard that comparison before but i really like it
2: i think it makes sense though because korra couldn't access the uh spirit realm right i'm not misremembering yeah. not
1: at that. first no yeah, yeah. No. You're yeah. First in that.
2: Uh, i'm talking about the beginning of the series um
1: legend? Yeah. Me, me and my partner kaya have been watching
0: legend of korra recently so yes i can Corroborate your recollections. I always it's it's never more than a month when I don't watch a random episode of Avatar: Legend of Korra, and I always binge the series at least once a year. Anyway, back to Star Wars. Um, what
2: do you what do you mean here in the fact that Clones isn't super connected to fan, Phantom? Well, I mean it's just like the ten years. That's place? an
1: old note that dates back to yeah. June.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's. Well, it's, it's just that Phantom Menace sets up, like, that kind of thing with the Trade Federation and Naboo, and, like, a lot of that just, like, it's, Phantom Menace is, it's, it's like, its own story.
1: It's also something that I think is more noticeable to us, having seen a bunch of Star Wars, because the rest of the prequel era kind of feels like this, like, Phantom Menace is an outlier, for sure, in both tone and, like, characters, and so it's kind of, it's fun that you enjoyed this, because there's there's a lot of, like, the stuff that you liked will keep happening. In Clone Wars and Revenge of the Sith, and so I al- its always funny. I think for me, Phantom Menace sort of exists as its own thing, yeah. almost as like almost as like a classic like like an origin story movie.
2: Well, that is literally what it is.
1: Yeah, but yeah. like, but sort of in a superhero <laughs> sense, rather than like oh, like I see what like you mean. like a like a, the initial story of Spider-Man. You gotta yeah. get certain things out of the way and set up characters, and it and then it's telling its own sort of unique story. But like, yeah, Uncle Ben has to die. Okay the movie is basically setting up the fact that Obi-Wan and Anakin have to end up together. That's like, it's funny because the movie's doing so many other things uh, that have nothing to do with it, but that's basically the story purpose of the movie.
2: Yeah, a Phantom Menace.
1: Yeah, is getting Anakin and Obi-Wan into being Master and Apprentice.
2: Which is honestly a little hilarious because uh, (laughs) Obi-Wan's appearances in Phantom Menace are very little. (laughs) And he's very anti- Anakin in those. Yeah, so it's Kind of interesting it's really interesting to see how their relationship has changed but we
0: don't see enough of it though we, we don't, don't see, enough. see enough of it they have a single scene on the elevator where they have good banter and then he meets pat and, and then he sees padme for the first time in 10 years and he gets all you know lovesick and attached and then obi-wan just kind of starts shitting on him the whole movie like I do- we don't see them as friends as brothers I do enjoy yeah. that he clocks it immediately. Like, that's honestly a
1: testament to like the fact that they know each other pretty well at this point is that mm-hmm. Obi-Wan takes one look at Padme, one look at him, and it's just got his head in his hands already. Like, oh my
0: god. Well Obi-Wan kind of I feel like sees the signs in himself from Yeah. yeah. You know, but we'll also like that. It's just, We'll get into that later on in the podcast. It's just okay. it's just funny to
1: watch uh I, I don't I'm kind of with Calvin where I'm I'm a much bigger fan of later Anakin Obi-Wan content, but yes. there's some fun stuff in this movie. Like Anna pointed out, this speeder chase is great. Mm-hmm. Um cuz he's just Anakin's just so annoying. He's annoying in the most 19-year-old way and we all knew that kid.
2: Yeah. We all knew that kid.
1: Some of us were that kid.
2: Yeah, I do see what you mean, though. I I definitely feel like they kind of established the relationship as quickly as possible. And then the characters were split up for the entirety of the movie. When I feel like their relationship is one of the most important ones, I would
0: say. Yeah, Yeah. mm -hmm. it's one of the Anakin and Obi-Wan relationship is one of the most important relationships in Star Wars. Um, And I love Obi-Wan so, so much.
1: I want to hear your, uh, bit about the other, about how they would have done better at the other's mission. I think that's fun. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So, um, so, so in terms of plot, there's like the, the, yeah, there's basically two almost separate plots during this film. There is Anakin, who is supposed to be protecting Padme, um, just like chillin on Naboo, Naboo, Naboo No I had that right I know what I'm talking about And they pronounce Also
1: they pronounce it It's one of those Star Wars names Where they pronounce it About five different ways
2: Okay I was like I feel like I'm saying it Right and wrong At the same time
1: (laughs) Naboo Naboo Like they, they It's sort of In Phantom Menace Nearly every character Who says it Says it slightly differently
2: that's fun. Um, but yeah, so we have Anakin and Padme and he's supposed to be protecting her instead he's romancing. Um, and then we have Obi-Wan who is trying to, was like mainly trying to find out about um, this assassination attempt and like all of this like stuff going on um, and then discovers clones. And I-, I think that Obi-Wan's plot was harder to follow <laughs> and that is just the nature of it. I mean, in terms of it being politics, I have a lot of questions um, in terms of like what, what was going on. Um, Um, But I'm sure those will be answered at some point. Well, you
1: can ask us and we're either going to tell you or we're going to say, wait till
0: wait till next time. We'll either tell you or we'll tell you that those of us seeing the movie for the first time also didn't really know what was going on in that moment.
2: Yeah. So um, in terms of Obi-Wan, I think the things that I was just very confused about were looking Okay. so right. So he finds like this. From the dart, he finds, he's able to find a place, which I can't remember what the name of that, like, little, like, base is. Camino, right. So, he hears about Camino. Camino's been erased from the archives. Okay. Well, then, obviously, like, the archives. Like, all of that made sense to me until we actually got to Camino, and they're like we're expecting you and oh my gosh and like so apparently for 10 years people here have been working to fulfill this order from a Jedi who wanted to create a clone army and that is the thing that is like my biggest question is like well why did this person put in this order um, that's hap- that seems pretty convenient given the like climate they're in right now wasn't that person already dead and also just how did why did they do that without the count? permission. So, I have a lot of questions, but again, that definitely does feel like something that will be answered later on.
1: Yeah, no. It it will be, but I will say that, like, this, you are not the only one to have been confused by this, and there were a, a lot of, a long time where Star Wars content didn't provide a good answer for you, and I do think the movie, like, I think the movie wants you to think that it might, that Dooku had something to do with it. That, like, if that he may have posed as the other Jedi and or like that there's there's manipulation going on by some nefarious forces. I do remember like as a kid, it was hard to follow because they dropped the name Tyrannus. Sifo-Dyas yeah. sifo is never really explained but I remember like when I figured out I'm like oh he does like Tyrannus and Dooku are the same person that's his Sith name yeah so but like that was a kid's mistake but it is sort of confusing with all the different like names and the mystery I will say though that like you're not like missing anything you okay. have completely <laughs> followed it it's one of the main mysteries of the film it will continue to be a mystery in universe that will be discussed as well
2: okay no that, that makes me feel better because I was like, I don't know if I need to like rewatch the movie or if I just no. straight up Right. Okay. No, so that it makes, makes sense.
1: it makes no goddamn sense.
2: But um oh uh, yeah, so because of that, I would say like I was I was interested in Anakin and Padme's plot line more, but like like just a little bit. Like so barely. <laughs> yeah, so so in terms of like Anakin and Obi-Wan being better in their in each other's roles, so my whole thing is that you know Anakin was given this job that I I don't know, I guess was is more passive, but still very important. He needed to stay, you know, protect Padme at all costs and literally all he had to do was stay in Naboo and just protect her. Not do anything else. Whereas Obi-Wan had a ton of stuff he had to do. He had this like mystery and he had to do all these fights and a lot of those sort of quick... Decisive decisions and movements. I think Anakin was better suited for, whereas sort of the passive but also strong position of just like guarding Padme. Like Obi Wan wouldn't waver in guarding Padme. If Obi Wan had been the one guarding her, they never would have left Naboo. They would have stayed there. She would never had this weird romance thing, and she would have just been fine. And like, you know, and Anakin would have been way quicker to solve all of this stuff because he doesn't care about, like, niceties. Um, granted, I don't think he would have solved this mystery or any of the, these things uh, with the grace that Obi-Wan did. Uh, he just would have killed whoever he wanted to, I think. But I don't know. I feel like Anakin would, is better, would have been better suited for solving this mystery, especially because in the beginning, he is very clearly the one who wants to actively go after the assassin. So I, I think that's kind of an interesting situation where they are in roles that the other is better suited for. Does you know? You know what I mean? I feel like that makes yeah. sense.
1: Yeah, I've never heard that take, but I I definitely follow and I agree with most of it. Like I Yeah. I think it's a cool way because yeah, like neither of them really have their plot line go the way they want to. Yeah. Obi-Wan ends up in jail and going to be executed and then and he has to get rescued by a bunch of Jedi and Anakin ends up not basically getting to do anything that he wants and then when he does, he's like breaking all the rules.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and and this is my thing. The pivotal moment that made me think this was when um it's Django, right? Django Fett. Django Fett, yeah. Django Fett like got away. And Obi-Wan obviously took after him, and that is what leads to this whole big battle at the end. But if it had been Anakin, Anakin wouldn't have failed. Anakin would have taken Django into his custody no matter what, brought him back to the council, and that whole big ending thing would have been avoided, I think. You know what I mean? I just feel like
1: Obi-Wan tracks him instead of he like is content to follow him and see where yeah. he's going. And Anakin, you're right, would have definitely he would have jumped on the ship or something. He, like- he would
2: have yeah. He would would have hung on. Because Anakin's crazy.
0: (laughs) Anakin would yeet himself.
2: Yeah, I'm Anakin. But I, Anakin is literally crazy, um, and obviously we saw that in the film. And it's like, yeah, okay, <laughs> he's a little psycho. Yeah, and I think is. Padme is also a little crazy, and I think she thinks Anakin's crazy is the same as hers, but it is not. Um, her crazy is that she will do anything to help those in need, and Anakin will do whatever the fuck he wants. Well,
0: Anakin. Anakin will do anything to help those he loves.
2: To help those he loves, or to avenge them, killing all those people because of his mother did not do anything all it did was kill a bunch of women and children but anyway Uh, yeah
0: not just the men not just the the men and children too
2: yeah fucked up though I do think the romance between Anakin and Padme was very um felt super forced at some times. I mean, there was that whole moment where they kiss and then later on he's like, the kiss you never should have given me. And I'm like, I distinctly remember you being the one to try and kiss her and she just sort of let you do it. But like, okay Anakin.
0: Let it not become a scar that festers.
2: He's such an incel. Oh my God. He just feels very much, very, I I just get like, you know, I don't, okay. He reminds me of like the kid in high school that would have been like, I need you in my life. I don't know what I'm going to do if you're not with well, me. Yeah. It's like, okay. He is kind of
0: that kid. He is kind of that kid. I mean, I, I mean, having been raised in the Jedi Order, where it's very, they're very adamant about, you know, no attachments, um, no emotions, all that stuff. He was, thrown into the, he was thrown into the romance very much, jumping off the diving, the high dive when he didn't really know how to swim. So yeah, I kind of feel for him a little bit when he's saying, well, when he's saying the shit about the sand. When he is trying to do the, the the I hate sand, it's coarse and rough and irritating, it gets everywhere. And then he does the smooth touch.
2: <laughs> um, Ugh. see, I, I was like, why are you doing this? I was like, yeah. if I felt, I felt it's, so crazy. It's not crazy.
0: smooth, it's so bad. <laughs> it, it, it at least shows me what not to do, though. Yeah, I feel for him because <laughs> I feel like I kind of would have his flirting skills.
2: I'm getting the embarrassment from from him. This
0: is not this is not the version of Anakin to be defending. I will happily admit that no, this is I, not the moment in Anakin's arc where we defend him.
2: No, I do hear you, and like we've all been awkward and like wanting to flirt with someone and then just like being so cringy. But God, is Anakin cringy? It's okay. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, no, I mean that's a common that, that's a common thing on of of prequel meme culture is Anakin, you know, t- just being so bad at talking.
2: But it works. I mean Padme's like, I'm in love with you. That's not how she talks, but <laughs> Padme does get into Anakin. it.
1: It's more like a horrible impression of Ray with her like London accent. But with like 30 years of uh in-universe time and many many movies from there
2: (laughs) um but that 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 scene the the one scene that like wasn't cringy with their romance was right before they go into the like arena or whatever and Uh, she says like oh i love you that was good that was good that was cute
1: (laughs) John Williams yeah. in the background being like, man, I saved the, I saved this series again.
2: Oh. <laughs> I definitely think the music is like I love, I love vital. This. The music is really what made the movie. Because moments that were kind of like eh, okay felt extra good because of the music.
1: This is like arguably also like the least impressive. Soundtrack,
0: Like, are one of them. And it's
2: still so great. (laughs) Yeah. It still slaps.
0: Except Across the Stars. Across the Stars is awesome. And I listen to it at least, like, several times a week.
1: It spent many years at the top of my most played on my iPod shuffle.
2: Can't relate. Yeah. Um.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But actually, uh, something I wanted to sort of segue us into off the talk about Anakin and Padme's romance is that this is the... This is something I'm going to talk about a little bit cuz uh, I am the behind the scenes one of the behind the scenes nuts for Star Wars is that this of all of the Star Wars movies is inspired by specific old movies. Um, and like that so Obi-Wan's plot is like a 40s detective noir movie.
2: Yeah, that's yeah, And yeah, yeah.
1: Anakin's plot, Anakin and Padmé's plot is a golden age Hollywood romance so it's like George Lucas who is not a great writer on his own attempting to write in a different style so it ends up very stilted but it is going for a certain vibe that nobody in 2002 has seen in years like it's it's not something people would have been familiar with but George Lucas is a notably weird dude and then in the last half it just turns into a Star Wars movie like it's got the it's not as much homaging stuff as it is just good old Star Wars fun.
2: Yeah, I definitely I definitely see what that that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Because... Oh, and then
1: the one thing is is that the uh, the Tatooine plot with the abducted abducted by the quote mm. natives is specifically Good. uh it's the searchers, a specific John Ford Western that George Lucas loves. And there's a one of the uh there's a musical reference in the original Star Wars, but the they sort of nick the plot from that as an homage for the Anakin's mom subplot. Yeah. So like there's these really like big influences going on in this movie that sort of that make it interesting but also contribute to it being kinda disconnected.
2: Yeah. Yeah, with with that sort of scene and and, and also just with the like Anakin's like mental health throughout this whole movie I definitely think there was a missed opportunity during that after his mother dies and he does go on to like kill a bunch of people essentially essentially I feel like we I I really would have liked I feel like not enough time was dedicated to that I feel like there was so much time dedicated to like the mom dying in the like three sentences they said to each other before she died but what he he massacres those people and I feel it like it does we,
0: cut away really early
2: it cuts away we see some of the people die and then it cuts away to him coming back and he obviously like talks about it later on with Padme but
0: we but don't, until that we, moment we don't see we, we don't know how bad it was we
2: don't know how horrific it was and I feel like in general I feel like that act was just so horrifying and it was glossed over and I feel like that is a really key insight to Anakin and what who he is in his heart like who he yeah. is deep down and who he's going to become um i feel like that was a missed opportunity but you know it's like 20 years too late for my opinion on that so
1: well and luckily again with there's some more media so this movie does not do a great job in handling it but it it will remain a key part of anakin's character
2: yeah um, and then, and then, yeah, Calvin with that weird stuff with Yoda, but then also Qui Gon's voice, yeah, just being like, no, like bizarre, absolutely bizarre. Um,
0: the Qui Gon stuff we'll get back into later. Well, and that's a, and
1: and this is an interesting thing for a newcomer because I will just, I, I this will not be. I'm trying not to spoil anything, but <laughs> there is a line from a later movie where. Uh, Yoda says that you will see through the force, you'll see things that like you will see the future, past, old friends, long gone. So the force doesn't re like the force is not restricted to, uh, and, and like it tapping into the force is not restricted to like the same concept of linear time as the characters are living in.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. We were, we, we were thinking, uh, I'm going to go in ahead and read you a quote from, uh, from Star Wars episode 4 A New Hope just to kind of explain like what the force is um
2: No, don't tell how, me. Don't tell me. No, I don't want to no. know. I want to hear it in the I want to hear it in the movie. Don't tell me. Don't tell me.
0: Okay.
2: Um, I'm deciding now that if I I have that question, I should have that question and Fair not enough. answer it until it's time okay. for it to be answered.
1: But it is like the movies it's not like The movies don't explain there. Yeah, well, and the movies aren't like, it's not necessarily an example of bad writing that the movies are not explaining this because they are expecting you have to have seen the like most popular movies of all time from the from the original trilogy. But it is like uniquely screwing you over as they're like, oh yeah, the force, and expecting you, the audience, to be like, of course,
2: the force. Yeah, there's so much about the force that I do not understand. Um, I feel like a big plot point is. that that the force is getting weaker right like uh-huh. if they talk about that in the beginning is that the force is weakening blah 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 and i think that to some extent that is why um now like jedi like dooku are seeking out the sith and like the dark side mm-hmm. in order to gain power but oh. a super bizarre though because i'm like well what the what the heck how is the force becoming like weak and like what is the force and how is that you know what I mean? Like, how is that, like, a, a quantifiable source if it is something? And, and I think that this is something that is always weird to me in shows. For instance, like, in in the show Voltron, their whole thing is there look like this, there's this whole thing with, like, quintessence, which is, like, a, a power from planets. But, like, how do you quantify that? And I think that it just doesn't make
0: yeah. sense. I don't... The Force isn't really quantifiable. Um, it's like... I mean, like Wyatt said earlier, Jedi can use the Force to, you know, gaze into the world around them, kind of see the past, see the future. Um, it's not so much that the Force is becoming weaker, but it's the Jedi's ability to use the Force. Yeah.
2: It's, yeah. Their,
0: it's their connection. Like, we their, talked their about... Their connection, yeah.
1: We talked about how, uh, we in, our, in the comparison of Anakin to Korra about the like spirituality and connection aspect where Anakin's so good at the physical wielding of the force but like there is an overall lack of connection that is sort of this film is talk has the Jedi are very focused on
2: yeah and I guess I just like don't really understand what that connection is meant to be and so for them to just be like it's not there anymore it's like I don't know what I'm missing but obviously well, that do- is in something universe, that comes with release in
1: universe they don't know what they're missing either. What? The Jedi don't, like, they can't, the Jedi can't figure it out either. Then
2: how do they know it's weaker?
0: Well, uh, eh? you know what I mean? Well, I mean, you got people like Yoda who are, Yoda's like a thousand at this point, and you know he clearly un- has seen the rise and fall of his connection with the Force. <laughs> Back in yeah. my day, stronger it was.
2: Yeah, no, and that's my thing is I I don't get like how what what like when the Force was strong, what could you do that you can't do now that the Force is weak? Like, are there special abilities, or were you just like more in harmony with the universe? Like, what does that even mean? And I guess because the you can't really quantify the Force, you know, it's but I just just feel like if the if the force and the force being weak is a gonna be a, like a plot driving factor, it should be a little more fleshed out. But also again, that could just be something that, you know, watching chronologically and not release order, like I'm just gonna have those questions.
1: I think I mean Calvin, would you agree with me that like as as we know a lot more about the force where like I think you would understand the force like that the concept of the force better but it you'd still have the same questions
0: yeah okay yeah I, I agree with that statement yeah like yeah just like some things that the jedi can use the force to do um that have that you have seen in these two movies push it lift things up uh mm-hmm. you know you know big a large object um lovingly the- float a pair
1: to your crush
0: yeah uh, there's the the Jedi mind trick um you want to buy some death sticks I don't know you don't want to sell any death sticks I don't want to sell you any death sticks yeah you want to go home and rethink your life I want to go home and rethink my life like that's a you, you can use the force to kind of manipulate uh uh what le- lesser will people to do that um so you know if that gives you more ideas as to what the force is
2: yeah no I, only I already named two things I already but, knew those things um and, yeah. I, and, and but I'm like kind of outside of that and I, I mean obviously like not to it, man's play No, 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 you're fine, you're fine. Um, In Phantom Menace, like, they use the Force and Anakin's connection with the Force to kind of test him and, like, Mm -hmm. having the pictures on the screen, and then Anakin has to tell them what the pictures are using the Force. But it's just sort of weird. Like, it just isn't isn't fully explained, which is why the lack of the Force, or the Force being weak, just feels like a weak plot point. But it's also still interesting. Like, I do still care about it, so, you know.
1: I think Um, that's that's honestly a pretty good assessment of a lot of stuff in this movie is that like if you if you if you dig into it from like a filmmaking or storytelling perspective it can get like a little like well this doesn't really work but it is compelling
2: yes yeah a lot of the things in this but i feel like there's a, a lot of stuff in this film that are compelling and well thought out i think that the i guess this hasn't been like explicitly stated but it's fairly obvious that the senate and like what are the separatists are being both being manipulated by the sith and, and like stuff like that i find really extremely interesting and, and so there are points to the film that i'm like and to the star wars franchise that i'm like wow this is awesome like this is really cool and like things are unfolding and this is really well written and then there's just stuff that is just almost like thrown in there and it's it's a little disappointing I guess when you have like some really 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 cool interesting stuff and then it's just not fully there
1: alright Calvin podcast is over Anna's figured out Star Wars
2: uh, <laughs> yeah <sighs> well, that's all
1: folks it's all just
2: all. one
1: big political manipulation they, they, uh. they figured it out
2: yeah, Yeah, I mean, I think that that's cool, though, and I, I think it's, like, more interesting to watch now that... I, I mean, I also think that it's one of those things... Are you talking about the Sith? Are you talking about the movies being bad?
1: Well, I I was talking about the how to, the, the, the like, the Star the Wars Senate. is a lot of really cool concepts, and then sometimes it's like, well, why is that in there? That was what I was talking about. Oh, yeah. right, right,
2: right, yeah. So, yeah. that... It's, it's disappointing, but I feel like it's also not going to stop people from liking the film. So it's not bad enough. Like, those bad points aren't bad enough that you're like, I cannot watch this film. You know?
0: Yeah.
2: Um, I, they're more missed opportunities than complete failures.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely agreed.
2: Yeah. But there's... I don't even know. Like, there's so much to unpack in this film. I'm like, we've been recording for so long and yet we haven't it's, even touched the clones.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's so... Yeah, that's, that's one thing that definitely... Attack of the Clones and also Phantom Menace like kind of have about them. There's just so much to unpack.
2: There's so much to unpack in this film.
1: I will say the cool thing about that though is that some stuff will be like explicitly brought up again in Clone Wars so we can talk about it in those episodes so if you're like oh I really wanted to talk about this you can then bring up Attack of the Clones as like your sort of yeah this is where I'm working at.
2: It's just weird because the whole the movie is named after the clones. And I feel like the clones didn't actually feel that important in the film, even though I know they're probably going to be more important later on. But I was just like, obviously, like the whole mystery of like why they even exist is bizarre. And the, the sort of ethical situation with the clones is also just very, I don't know. Like, I can't talk about that. Ethical. I just felt very weird. It's like, this is kind of slavery, right? And it's like, well, what, what makes a clone a person? Or, like, what makes a person a person? And what about being a clone makes them not people? And that you can, like, manipulate them in this way? And and I feel like the clone, the clones are being used against armies of droids, mainly. Like, when we saw them, they are being used against army, the, an army of droids. And I think that the weird thing is that, like, when a droid dies it is a robot. It can be rebuilt or remade, you know, fixed. You can't do that with a clone. You know, and I feel like when they But talk- a
0: clone was still, you know, created in a lab, you yeah, know but-
2: And that's the thing. It's, like, it's been created in a lab. It has For the purpose of war. For the purpose of war, it's been... I mean, these clones have been manipulated into being, like, sort of easier to manipulate as an army. Except for Boba Fett, which I think is, like, one of the most interesting characters in this film. Even though he's, like, not really in it for most of it. But, like, this whole idea of, like, Boba Fett being the the child of Jango and, like, not having been manipulated by those sort of outside factors it's very interesting and i think that he i don't know i'm like he's gonna definitely do some weird stuff like something's happening with his whole like seeing his father die
0: mm-hmm.
2: um and he like held the helmet that i think still had his dad's head inside of it no no no,
0: no. i looked at it and it you could you could kind of see it fly off like, okay. it's a half-second thing, but you can definitely see something fly out of the helmet. It's just going at such a high velocity. <laughs>
2: it's horrifying. <And>
0: it, <laughs> I thought it, I, I thought that for, t- for like, 15 years, too. So I
1: also thought that, but the internet told me that you can, like, yeah. His dad's head is just chilling over there somewhere, but it's not in the helmet. It's,
0: yeah, it's yeah. off frame. <laughs> That's but, good. <laughs> but,
1: you know, the helmet is
0: really important, too. I
2: think that the interesting thing that Boba Fett, like, brings up for me is how... You know, innocent people are being brought into this. You know, people who... Boba Fett didn't ask to be a clone. You know, he didn't ask to, like, have this life, and none of the clones did. Um, And out of everybody in the film, that's who I feel the most sympathetic for. These people who, like, did not ask to be created, and yet still are going to have to suffer with creation. (laughs) Man, I'm so
1: excited for you to watch (laughs) Clone Wars. Ugh. Is the best. I'm so glad yeah. we're not just jumping to the next movie. Yeah. Oh, like, this is I why think I started you, this. I think you're going to really like it.
2: <laughs> That's cool. I'm excited. I mean, I'm assuming that Clone Wars has some stuff to do with the clones. So, and I like the clones. I really like, I really like them. I wish they weren't so kind of ugly looking, though. That was my one thing. It's like, they're kind of all a bit ugly. Man, Tamora Morrison's in. a
1: babe back in the day.
2: They No, but the outfits they put him in as the clones, I was like, you're looking pretty. Pretty nasty. <laughs>
1: that's that's true. Nobody's really rocked, like, a, a red yeah. sleeveless tunic before. <laughs> unless true. you're, like, unless you are one of Robin Hood's merry men.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Overall attractiveness of the characters in this film is a bit disappointing. I gotta be honest. I love I that.
0: The, the, the hair piece that Padme has in the Coliseum.
2: Oh, my God. Padme the, the, is perfect.
0: The, the, the one of the... All of the, like, little strands of hair and the, like, web thing. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh,
0: yeah. I love
1: that. We can, like... We could debate the attractiveness of the men in this movie, but, like, Padme Amidala in this movie made so many little, little gay girls figure out something about themselves.
2: No, I know. And that's the thing. I feel like whenever people... T- I hear people talk about, like, the... The you know sex appeal of Star Wars it is always Slave Leia it's always always Slave Leia I've heard so much about Slave Leia even though obviously I haven't seen the film where she appears um, and I don't really know anything well I do know some stuff about Leia obviously but like but but for me damn Padme would have been my sexual awakening she is so brilliant and beautiful and smart and perfect and that's why I think I just really dislike Anakin is I'm like girly you could do so much better I just wish that this I is gonna be are the running the- theme in the whole. The whole series. <laughs> I wish they were lesbians, but you know. when
1: yeah. uh, well, we get to like the original trilogy era. It won't get covered on the podcast, but I will recommend you a Star Wars comic that you'll enjoy.
2: Good. Love lo- yeah. a- love a good re- love a good recommendation. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right.
0: Um, so next time we start. Clone Wars. Yeah. So yeah, then, we'll,
1: the Clone War has. Uh, and we will we will get into the Clone Wars with uh, it's so it's the Clone Wars movie, but it is essentially four episodes well, we, of the we, TV show stitched together.
0: Oh yeah, before. we do. I forgot about that. Because we're doing we're doing full chronological order, yeah. so we're watching. So for next episode. Okay, so then never mind. We're the, watching. The, well, we are it, watching Clone Wars movie for next yeah, but episode. It,
1: but at that point, it's just part of the TV series.
0: Yeah, we're watching. Um, Season two, episode sixteen, Cat and Mouse, and Season one, Episode 16, The Hidden Enemy. And then the Clone Wars movie. All for next all for next episode.
1: Next week we will meet some very interesting characters and uh, begin our journey into the Clone Wars.
0: First Thank steps you for listening. into a larger world. Alright, may, may the, the forest
2: the force be, be, be with you. <laughs> Swag.
0: Thank you guys for listening to First Steps a Star Wars podcast. You can find us on Facebook at First Steps a Star Wars podcast, on Twitter at First Steps SW, and on Instagram at First Steps Star Wars. You can stream us on any of the major podcast handles, and you can rate and review us on Apple Podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Thanks a lot.